With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 19th of September 2020. I'm your host John Walker with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Hello. And Gordo. Hello. How you doing? Good, mate. How's your picks down for the US Open episode, which is on the Patreon? Uh, um, only two of them have teed off, I think. It's the very, very early days. Yeah. Neither of them are leading at the moment for me, but there's uh, plenty more golf to be played. <sighs> plenty neither, of golf. neither of them are losing either just now, though. No, no, not, that's it. Not to divulge the information contained in the special <laughs> Patreon episode, but Gordon and I have a reasonable side bet on the goal between two players. So who's going to finish higher between Jason Day and Webb Simpson? That's one to look out for. Won't tell you who's got who, but that's, that's one to look for come the, end, come the end. Who cares about the winner? Who finishes higher between those two? Is what those two is, is what we're all about here. <laughs> Last week on the podcast, the Super Coupon was looking promising. I've never it's been good. so angry at Stoke. Like when, with you, so like you'd said on the podcast. Oh, I think that's a bad pick anyway. But I, I would have been angrier had it been forty-seven and some other like relatively low-priced one to go. I've said it on this podcast many a time that Stokers is that team for me. That if you back them, they lose, and if you back against them, they somehow win. So I just don't yeah. touch them. So it was no surprise to me that, that Stoke. But otherwise. Hey, credit where credit's due, guys. That was an incredible week last week. Yeah, yeah. We will give ourselves credit, but we will fly fly through them because there's so many good picks. Um, my banker, Bournemouth Blackburn, goal in the second half, one one half time, finished three two. The goal was scored within three minutes of the second half. That's how I like my bankers in within three minutes. Nice. Um, mine wasn't in within three minutes because it was well, the market <laughs> wasn't within three minutes, but it might as well have been. It was Kawasaki against Hiroshima. Uh, I took Kawasaki on the 1x, so win or draw, and they won 5-1. Uh, that one goal for Hiroshima coming stoppage time is a wee consolation. Uh, but that's Kawasaki Frontale just absolutely murdering another team again. Yeah. Great. And I had uh, Ulsan Hyundai versus Daegu, and I took the 1x market, thankfully, uh, and they drew one each. But that is the nature of the banker, is that you should be picking something around that price. So <laughs> You've learned. You learned I, from the week before. I'd learned from the week before. Um, but yeah, so another one. Daegu actually, uh, sorry, Ilsan Hyundai actually got two goals chopped off um, for offside. I, I got one notification and one additional betting suspended on 3-6, like pre-notification. Um, but yeah, one each, draw was in. And we actually said, initially when we were doing our picks, you sent that over as a home win. And I had actually made the note, Daegu draw a lot of games. Yeah. But by the time we recorded, you'd changed that. So I changed it. Changed it without your intervention. <laughs> that was the banker treble in. Unfortunately, not the enhanced banker treble that yeah. I also put on. The toy banker. And, and took the wins for us. John and I got that in. But podca- podcast-wise... Podcast banker. banker. 
And I what was your return? What was the odds in that, Andy? Roughly, do you remember? Oh, I don't, I'd, I'd, I'd have to look through it, but they were, they were good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the value treble was in as well. My pick was Arsenal away to Fulham. I had Arsenal minus one at eleven to ten. Fulham are the what? Just one of the worst teams I've ever watched in my life. They are. Do you, do you know what I was watching? So sad, right? I was tempted to put on a bet last night. It was Fulham v Ipswich. They were one 0 up. In the last twenty minutes, I was about to put on a bet on another goal at even money, and I was like, you know what? I watched the game for five minutes on Skybet. The amount of times Fulham go from a middle to attacking third position back to their goalkeeper is unbelievable. Yeah. Their midfielders are so trained. They've done it in the playoff final when the commentator kept going. They just keep going backwards all the time. And they've done it against Arsenal. Anytime they broke a press on Arsenal, they turned the ball back to their centre half. And I was like, this is fucking awful. This is the definition of like a team of Neil Lennon's or Barry Ferguson's, where you're just doing the safe pass all the time. In the Premier League, you're never going to score goals, and teams like Arsenal are going to fucking rip you apart. I honestly fucking despise watching them. I hope they get fucking murdered every game they play. 3 now Arsenal. So, I put a bet on, before the season started, just, so just before last week, on Fulham to go down. Not to finish bottom, to go down. And it was, it was still better than even money. What? Yeah. No, they're, they, they're fucking awful. Man, that's a no long-term term season bet for me. Fulham to go down. Um, yeah. Yeah, they have, no, they have no <laughs> chance. Um, my value came in as well. Kashima Antlers away at Shimizu S-Pulse. Um, if you're a member of the Facebook group, you know there's been chat about just how bad Shimizu S-Pulse are. Uh, Kashima were 2-0 up on the half-hour mark. Um, they ended up winning 2-1. Shimizu got a late consolation goal. But that was actually their only shot on target in the whole game. So it was a, a pretty solid 2-1 win for Kashima, whose odds really dropped drastically. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed that. When we recorded, they were around even money. Um, I took them at 9-10. to 10. I think they went off at 4-7. to seven. So you need to be on some of these picks as soon as they're advised. Yeah. Which I, you also I, mentioned that both teams have scored no draw. And Kashima to also win both teams to score were like two to one, five to two. So there was yep. other picks there as well that came in. Yeah, uh, and my value pick started off the weekend right uh, with Orgreit versus Leung Skill. Orgreit were up two 0 within twenty minutes and went on to win four 0 They kicked off the game at eight to seven, so greater than even money. So that was the value treble, and as well as a banker. So the first six in, and then we go to Millwall versus Stoke. Um, to be fair, the game went exactly as I thought it would. Yeah. I thought it would be boring. I thought it would be tight. I just thought Stoke would nick a goal. And you've no idea how excited I was to message you at that point when it went suspended betting on the 84th minute with Stoke, dangerous attack, to find out it was a dive inside the ball. Yeah. I was just waiting for the, the notification to come up with goal or waiting for a red card or a, you know, in Skybet the screen disappears so you know there's yeah. a penalty. You're like, yes, it's a penalty or something, yes. And then fucking yellow card. And I went straight on to Soccer Saturday and he was like, oh, that's a dive inside the box. I was fucking fuming. Because I'm like, why? Just that enrages you so much. But that is how I think their season's going to be. I think Stoke are going to keep a lot of clean sheets, but I will never be betting on them again. <laughs> a wise man. Um, so my pick was the early morning Sunday game in the, J- the Japanese J-League in the UK. So this kicked off at five minutes past five in the morning. 
and I don't know how many people were up watching the stream of this, but it was a mental game. Uh, to the Urawa Red Diamonds, um, who I keep saying are, are notoriously inconsistent, so you need to pick, the, pick your spots when you're either backing for or against them. Uh, I took them to win, and they did win. They won 4-3, but they were 2-0 up after 20 minutes. It was 2-all at half time. They were 3-2 down after scoring an own goal. Levelled it with 15 minutes to go and then won it in the 95th minute. So an absolutely crazy game um, that I ended up getting a 2-1 winner on. So happy. Decent. That's a, it's a, a win's a win. Doesn't matter when the goal comes in. Uh, I had a rather safer outsider uh, that won. I had Paris FC away to Amiens. Paris FC are a vastly better team than the rest of this league at the moment. Amiens are terrible. They, they sold everyone, as discussed. 5-2 to two came in. They were up 2-0. Uh, they conceded a goal, but after that, Amion didn't present a threat because I was watching it. <laughs> um, really, there was there was nothing after Paris. We're still pressing for a third goal, so that that tells you a, little, a lot about them. But five to two, bookies haven't picked up in that yet. So nice to get that win. Yeah, I do, I do the outsiders as a tricksy. So that double that double was great. Two to one and five to two, superb. And on the charity. I had Liverpool versus Leeds over 1.5 goals in the second half, 8-11. to 11. It came in very late on when Liverpool scored a penalty to make it 4-3. But that, I said in the podcast, Leeds are just going to be fun to watch. Because they, that that is so, I, I honestly can't tell if it's because Liverpool have achieved what they needed to achieve now and the pressure's off them, or if it was just Leeds are just that good. Like, I, I don't think they give a fuck who they play against. They will play that way all the time. They're going to be so much fun. It's going to be so entertaining. Yeah. Really, really happy. It'll be interesting to see what they do, um, A, with their goalkeeper position and B, with their strikers. Because they've got Bamford, but they've also got Rodrigo now, who's, I think, the club record signing. So are they going to are they going to drop Bamford? Are they going to try and play them both? Or are they going to rotate? Both. I think Leeds will still be doing business. There's, st- there's still holes in that team for me. There's still players mm-hmm. that I don't think are good enough to play in the Premier League, which is why they were in the Championship last year. Um, I was actually surprised off the back of um, Arsenal selling Martinez. I'm surprised somebody that Leeds didn't go for him. Leeds have a really good young keeper in Mesley uh, who played, I think, the last 10 or 15 games, took over the, the jersey, and he was given the start in the Premier League. Um, which was maybe surprising because their first choice was, was coming back. So I'll be monitoring that situation because I have him in one of my fantasy football draft teams. My charity bet was the only blot on an otherwise uh, very successful weekend for me. I took Gamba Zaka at home to Shonen just because Shonen <laughs> are pretty poor generally. Um, they scored a goal 15 minutes from time and won the game 1-0. So a, a losing charity bet for me this week. Uh, mine very surprisingly was also losing. Um, was so I had uh, I can't remember the team's name now. It was Sarpsburgs versus Al um, Allison. I took over two point five goals. It finished one nil to Sarpsburg. Both these teams had been like getting scored against for fun, but also getting consolation goals. And I think this game was a case of right. We're both towards the bottom of the league. We'll keep it tight and see if we could. Each team can nick it, and uh, yeah, Sarpsborg won one nil. So, uh, not a very good pick, but the rest of the week was fantastic. So, excellent. Yeah, it was a very good week, and hopefully the same for us this week. Um, guys, Facebook group search Trample Bet Podcast. We've done this spiel a million times already this season. Find us there. There's picks from everyone, every sport. Um, Gareth James Walker still on this ridiculous run of. 
seen in the future. I don't know what's I don't know what's happening, but um, that was more goal scorers than games that were randomly selected because they were penalty takers. I think Jorginho, Jorginho. Chelsea. I mean, I'm just just join the Facebook group and go watch it and just mark him as somebody to note and just talk to him because seems to be doing really really well. Um, the Patreon is normally advertised, like we said. And then God have done a US Open episode. Myself, James, and Gal will be doing a UFC episode for this night. Um, there's a couple of Bellator events in Milan and Paris, which we believe will be heavily weighted with Scottish fighters. So we'll be covering that as well. So loads of stuff to look out, loads of stuff to pick from, and there's normally an extra episode every week from the football as well. So great value for money for $6.55. Patreon.com forward slash trample bet. If you want to join the club, please help us out. So, picks for Saturday the 19th of September. My banker, um, I can't believe how confident I feel now with Arsenal. And oh, it's wonderful, I'm, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. I, do, do you know what the thing was? See if I looked at a team like Fulham, who've got two six-foot-plus centre-halves in their team. See Arsenal giving away corners and like free kicks around the box. I'm not even worried anymore. I'm like, no, Rob Holden's six-foot-two, Gabriel's six-foot-three. I'm all right with this. Like, I feel really, really confident in an Arsenal team, which is why I have no worries about, like, uh, a Mikel Antonio playing up front. I hope I've not jinxed in there. But um, Arsenal home to West Ham. Arsenal just under 1-2. to two. That's amazing odds for the run they're on just now. Um, it was nice to see them demolish Fulham in the way they did because I was a wee bit worried that their best results had came against teams that they were counter-attacking against or were giving up possession against. But I've seen them now dominate a team and move a team around in possession that I think West Ham are just going to get absolutely battered in this game. Like, I, mean, I don't know how brave the score will be, but Arsenal will win and West Ham will not be in the game at all. And I actually feel really confident that Arsenal can keep clean sheets, which is why I'm happy to take them winning the match as well. Um, but Arsenal to win, it just under 1-2 to two at home at West Ham on Saturday. Get on that. I like it. I like it a lot, and it's also a very big odds banker for yeah, you. Yeah, it makes no sense. I, I honestly don't get what they, what they've seen in West Ham and Arsenal to say that it's only one to two. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, um, unsurprisingly, I'm in Japan for for a couple of my games this week, and unsurprisingly, again, the banker is Kawasaki Frontale, um, yeah. fresh off the back of a five-one hammering of Hiroshima last weekend, and I'm actually taking them against the pick that won my outsider last weekend, the Urua Red Diamonds. Um, so this game is Sunday at 11am UK time. Urua Red Diamonds at home, but I'm back in Kawasaki for the away win. The Red Diamonds are up into sixth in the table now, right? but they're still a massive 17 points behind Kawasaki. Um, Urua are just far from convincing. I mean, even, even the nature of their win last week, needing a 95th minute goal to win a game that it led 2-0 and then thrown away to go behind just they're just so inconsistent. Um, and Kawasaki are very consistent. So you're getting 5-11, to 11, just under 1-2 for a Kawasaki frontal win. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll be backing them. It wouldn't surprise me if they if they won by several goals again. Urawa are just such an inconsistent team that if Kawasaki come out and they, they put together that 10-15 minute period that they do in a lot of games where they score two or three goals, that's game over. Yeah, like no, no complaints. I've got Again, with Andy's Japanese picks, I, there's nothing I can say on the back of them other than, ah, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> um, 
I am in the Sierra A, the first round I am taking in my banker this week is Verona versus AC Roma, and I'm taking over 1.5 goals. Hellas Verona's league matches last season averaged 2.58 goals. Each of their last five games in the nine, uh, in the 10 last, so the 10 games that have been played by the teams, five from each, uh, only one has uh, failed to be over 1.5 goals. And that was Verona's last game against Cremonese where they rested half their team. Um, I just can't see this being anything other than over 1.5 goals, to be honest. It's a season opener in in Italy. I mean the the caliber of team that Verona have uh, the caliber of team that uh, that Verona are and Roma are means this is a very competitive game. I think it'll be probably two one. I wouldn't like to measure I guess who. I mean Roma are even money away from home. You know I'd, I'd looked at that there, but Verona have have the, have the chance to be able to take a draw or a or win from this game. There's no I've got no thought on the result. I just know there'll be goals. So over one point five is my banker this week, and you're getting that at one to four. Yep. I'm I'm a fan of that as well. I can see that from last season. Um, unless yeah. unless Verona have drastically changed their setup, but yeah, I, I think that's a, I think I think those are all good bankers. See, to be honest, Andy, I was going to say I'd be quite confident in taking both hours minus a goal as well. Yeah, I'll do the mega. I'll do the the expanded banker treble as well. Um, that's how confident I'm in Arsenal and Kawasaki on that. Um, value picks: Chelsea versus Liverpool on Sunday. Over 1.5 goals in the second half. So similar to the bet I took Liverpool versus Leeds. It's 45, so just under evens. It happened in the Liverpool-Leeds game. It happened in the Brighton-Chelsea game. Uh, Brighton-Chelsea game. I think this will be a goal fest again. I just don't see... I really like the way a lot of the teams in England at the top end have built their squads this summer. Man United, loads of attacking outlets. Man City will be the same. Liverpool the same. Chelsea look like they've all just signed strikers. Arsenal look very competitive. Aubameyang signed a new deal. I think the Premier League is, is going to be is actually going to be the most entertaining <laughs> league this year. Like I really do think every team. I mean, you've got Tottenham talking about signing Bale back. Yeah, this league is going to be phenomenal this year. And I think the fact that Liverpool Leeds was four three. I think you're going to see something similar with Liverpool-Chelsea. I just don't see two teams capable of defending in this game. Um, so, yeah, over 1.5 goals second half, just under evens. I think that's amazing value. I think this will be a goal fest. Hopefully not too many goals in the first half, John, that it kills the second, though. That's the only... But even that, look at the Leeds game. Like, it was, what, 3-2 at halftime? Uh, that just came in my penalty with five minutes to go. Know, let's, not, let's not get too cocky about that one. There was loads of chances, though. It's, <laughs> it's just—I think the Premier League is just going to be so much fun this year. See the yeah. years of like the Super Sunday being two draws. I think that's gone, man. I think it's going to be wild this year. No, two draws is fine as long as they're like five each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, for my value pick back in Japan. Um, now I've said in the Facebook group, uh, commenting back and forth with, with a few of the members. That Tokyo are one of these teams that can be very profitable, but you really need to pick your moments to get the right matchups because <laughs> there are games. There are they're not just a stick on. While they're third in the league, they're not a stick on every week. But I think this is a week definitely to get on them. Uh, Sunday at eleven a.m. They're at home to Vigalta Sendai, and you can get them at three to four on Bet three six five. So Tokyo third in the table, thirty two points. Vigalta Sendai are sixteen. It's an eighteen team league, so third bottom. They've only got eleven points all season. Uh, they've drawn once and lost four times in their last five games, so only one point in that five-game form table. Only Shimizu S-Pulse, who we all know are rotten, have a worse record, losing all five and getting zero uh, from their last five games. Tokyo lost midweek to Oita. They lost 3-2. 
and what was a, a back and forth game. But I'm confident they'll be they'll be keen to right the ship at home against a team that's Vigaltas and I are poor and they're out of form. So I think three to four, it's time to get on Tokyo. You've given such a good balance on both sides, Andy, that I don't have any notes to add now. <laughs> no plan. Could be a winner. Probably will be. Like that's, <laughs> um, that's I, I like it, Andy. I like I like the pick. Um, I could talk about this next game for me for days. This next one, just Paris FC versus Nancy. I don't see what the bookies see in this game. Now, Paris FC, we've talked about, have been really good. They've won their opening three games. They're the only team in um, the second division in France to do so. They've won 3-0, 1-0, 2-1. have been bad. They've only got one point from the three games. They've lost to New York. They've lost to Amiens, who we talked about, our rank. And they've lost, and they drew with Guingamp. Now, Paris FC's home record have been 1-0, 2-0, 2-1, 2-0. Nancy's away record, they've lost to New York, they've lost to Amiens, and then before that, the teams they've beaten in their pre-season are French teams I've not heard of. So they're low. They're really low. Like, I, I, I even look at the National C and stuff occasionally for picks. But um, <laughs> Now, every time these teams have played, and it wasn't, wasn't too long ago that um, they were in the same division, so Paris FC... Uh, beat Nancy in 2018 2-0 they beat them 2-1 you're getting Paris FC at 12-11 to 11. you're getting them over even money for this game I, I, I don't know I think the, either the bookies haven't paid enough attention there's not enough bets being placed on this league for them to do anything like to take deep investigation like they can just take the hit with whatever because people are back in so many games anyway that they're just like you know it's a 10 team accumulator one of them is going to give it wrong anyway just offer bog standard odds but all the bookies have them at over even money. And Nongsi have shown nothing that would convince me that they're up to beating a Paris FC team that went away to Amiens, a relegated top division French team, and beat them comfortably. So 12 to 11, you're getting Paris FC. I trust the Godo French knowledge, so I'm going to I'm gonna go for it. Cool beans. Um, Matt, outside that, it's hard because this is the first weekend of Spanish football coming back. Celta Vigo versus Valencia. I'm taking the away side Valencia just under 2-1, to 19-10. to 10. More based on what I've seen from the end of last season, Celta Vigo were awful when we returned. They won one game out of 11 after returning. I just don't see what they've rectified with their signings. Um, the fact that like Jordan Halsgrove was like a big thing on their, their own Twitter as being like one of the marquee signings of the summer to then just be shipped out to Celta B is where their signings for so far this season have been at. The only thing I will say is Valencia have uh, their two centre-forwards facing late fitness tests, so they're marked as questionable on the live score. So I would check that first, check if Kevin Gamiero is going to start and work it from there. Um, if he starts, they win. 19-10 is far good odds, they are the outsider. I just don't trust Celta Vigo. I think Valencia will win this. And I, I also like the both teams to score, no draw, and both teams to score Valencia win. So have a look at those odds as well if you're not comfortable with Valencia winning. Maybe just the both teams to score, no draw, I think it's like 5-2. to two. So you're really good odds for that as well. But yeah, Celta Vigo, Valencia, I fancy Valencia at 19-10. to 10. But it is a season opener. So could be another Millwall Stoke shiter. I'm doing Celta Vigo. Yeah. I'm doing similar, John. I am not in Japan for the for the outsider. 
on Sunday at 1pm, I'm in Denmark in the Superliga, which started back last weekend. So this is game week two. And it's Odense versus Norgeland. I'm going to take the away team, Norgeland, at odds of 23 to 10. So almost 5 to 2. Um, Odense pulled off a great 3-2 opening week win at home to FC Copenhagen. Uh, but Norgeland also put in a comparable performance. They lost 3-2 to uh, Derby rivals Bronby to a 97th minute goal. Um, so that was unfortunate, but they put in a really good shift. It's really early days in the Superliga, but I think come season end, these two teams are going to be pretty evenly matched. So the fact that I can pick up one of them in a head-to-head at odds of almost two and a half to one is pretty big in my book. Um, th- this is a value pick uh, of, of outsider odds. It's it's not saying Norgeland are a stick on. They're absolutely not. Uh, I just think that the price of 23 to 10 is, is pretty good. Um, I would probably have both these teams at around 75 for this game. Um, so the fact that one of them is a heavy outsider, I'll back them and take the coin flip. Okay, uh, fine by me. Uh, I am in the Liga Nacional, so this is tomorrow. This is Friday the 18th at 7 o'clock. This will kick off our weekend right, hopefully. Um, it is Villefranche versus SC Bastia. Now, this is not Bastia Borgo. SC Bastia and Bastia Borgo are in the same division now, so there's there's local rivals in the same division. Um, so this is Sport Club Bastia are playing away at Villefranche. So they did really well in the National B last year. They, they, they did excellent and they got promoted. They, they record number of points. They were great. And they've started off their National season in similar form. So in their five games they've played thus far since the, uh, well, since the resumption, they've beat Bourgogne-Bresse. Uh, 3-1. They've beat Le Mans 3-1. They lost to Boulogne, who we talked about earlier on this season. Uh, they drew with Bastia Borgo in the uh, their season and in their derby, and they beat Red Star 5-3. Now, Villefranche have started okay. They've been doing well away from home, but they've really struggled at home. I think it might be to do with the lack of fans there, but their last home games, in their last six home games, they've lost five and drawn one. Now they've been very poor and they, they, they don't they haven't scored in the fact the previous so their first five home games they've played, they haven't scored. It's been nil, 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 nil. And they're losing one nil, they're drawing nil nil, uh, and they're losing two nil in a lot of these. Now I fancy Bastia go away and get something from this game. And at the price of eight to five, that's comfortable for me taking my outsider. I think this is another one where looking at the kind of teams that these two are. Bastia got more to play for at the moment. They're on a good run after coming up from a lower division and they will want to get their points in early to avoid heading back down there. Villefranche will pick up points throughout the rest of the season. I just don't think this is a good spot for them and I like Bastia 8-5. to five. Um, I'm good with that. I'm that good. was less positive than the rest of the picks. That yeah, was yeah. it. The outsider's an outsider. The outsider's hard, mate. I've never grilled you too much on it. You, you know a bit more about French football than I do. Fine, I'll keep picking in France and you'll leave me alone <laughs> outsiders. Um, over to the charity table, £10 of our own money, whatever the winnings are, goes to charity. If not, £10 goes to Beats and Cancer Trust anyway. So it doesn't matter how many incorrect picks Gordo has a season, they're at least going to end up with 380 quid. So it's the least we can do. Now, having looked at you guys' picks, my pick is a bit of a reach. Now, I almost changed it based on not knowing the rules for suspended matches. so It gets void. It just gets void and it becomes a double. No, it's not that. 
It's actually the suspension rules for cards in Scotland. Oh, right. So my pick is Celtic versus Livingston on Saturday for Scott Brown to be carded. Now, I had initially called this up because I know he's got four cards and a fifth used to mean suspension. And he has games against Rangers, Aberdeen and Motherwell all coming up, two of which are away from home. So that's sandwiched in between those fixtures. It would have been due a suspension, so he needs to get this out of the way. But the rule's actually six cards. However, having looked at the schedule Celtic have coming up after Livingston at home, Hibs at home and St Johnston away, there are four hard games. It is Rangers at home, Aberdeen, Motherwell and Hibs all away from home. If Scott Brown doesn't get two cards out of the way, he's going to miss at least one of those games. I think... If I was his manager, I would be demanding a yellow card in the next two matches to miss the St. Johnston game. Right, yeah. He'd be freed up entirely for the remainder. So I was put off a wee bit by the rule change, right? However, he's been booked in the last three times I've played Livingston. This is a very needle match. There's been two red cards in those games as well. Livingston are a very physical side. Uh, you've got the addition of Jason Holt in midfield, who, even when he was at Rangers, was a dirty wee bastard. So he'll be keen to get in Scott Brown's face. He get booked against Rangers in the, the league game at Almondvale earlier in the season. Um, Marvin Bartley's very physical in there as well. It'll be a very physical game in midfield, and I really do think Scott Brown, he's already been booked four times out of six games this season. It's not even been big games. He's been booked at home to Hamilton. He's been booked at home to Motherwell. He's been booked in games where you normally would have said, ah, it's, it's an easier game for Celtic. They wouldn't need to be put in tackles. I really fancy him to get booked, and he's four to one to get booked. That's huge. That's huge. This is this is who is it on our? Who is it on the po- in the Facebook group that keeps Gareth. getting this? It's is it Gareth? Gareth? Of course, it's Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope God, Gareth watches this just to see your face. It's fucking Gareth. It is that the man who's I I implore his 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 ability to take down the bookies, but at some point you've got to think. Yeah, it's time. It's, it's all time travel from here on out. But uh, yeah, forty-one for Scott. I, I honestly really fancy this. I don't. I don't see any reason for it to be so high. But Scott Brown to be booked against Livingston's forty-one, and I'm taking it. And see if he does. I'm also taking it to get booked against Hibs next week as well. Brilliant. No, I like it. I like that a lot, and it's huge odds, and it makes me feel like an absolute shite bag now. <laughs> Saturday, 3 p.m. in the English Premier League, Leeds versus Fulham. I'm taking a home win for Leeds at odds of 4 to 7 for all the reasons and all the things that John has said over the past two weeks about A, Leeds and B, Fulham. Yep. So, obviously, Leeds incredibly impressive in their, their 4 3 loss away at Liverpool last week. Uh, they're going to be a brilliant addition to the Premier League. Fulham are going to be rotten, um, certain to get relegated, mm-hmm. in my opinion. They did pretty much nothing of note in a routine 3 0 loss at Arsenal. Uh, so, yeah, Leeds win 4-7. And also to add to that, Leeds showed against Liverpool that they're actually a very similar football inside to Arsenal. They play mm. a very similar style of football, so they will tear Fulham apart in the exact same way that Arsenal did and absolutely pummel them. So see, depending on lineups, please look at minus one again because they are yeah. fucking awful they are so so you can tell they're being coached and managed by someone who was a decent defensive midfielder yeah because everything they do is safe and keeping the ball very little drive for it's so 
it's so annoying watching people like Harrison Reed, who I know are decent footballers, constantly turn fucking back with the ball. Tom Kearney as well. Like you've got a boy who's good on the half turn, turning back because he's obviously told to look for the pass. Leeds will have enough as well just to rip that open, especially with the way that their fullbacks attack, Ailing and Dallas. Like they'll be, yeah. I, I think this will be. I think this is a comfortable home win. Yeah, Port Cool. Uh, so for me, I'm taking the first round of the Bundesliga in Werder Bremen versus Hertha. Now Werder Bremen got out of a jam last season and kept themselves up, which was very good. Uh, Hertha Berlin were were pretty good. All, all throughout last season. However, they're missing quite a few players. They're missing Dedrick Boyata, they're missing uh, Luka Bacchio, uh, Rekic, Stark. Um, Werder Bremen aren't missing anyone that key with the exception of Rushika. Now, Bremen in their pre-season have won eight games in a row. Away from home, home, doesn't matter. Um, the last game that they didn't was uh, against Heidenheim, and I think uh, I think we know how that went. That was their uh, <laughs> their playoff final. Um, they look a new team coming back from that. They've not made many new signings or anything. They just look like they've got a bit of their solidarity back. Hertha have been poor in their preseason. They've lost four of their last five away games. They lost to, admittedly, some quite tough teams. Uh, with the exception of Braunschweig in there, who they lost 5-4 to in, uh, earlier on in the season in the DFB Polkal. Um, now, I think Werder Bremen or draw. I'm going to be safe this week. I'm going to get the banker pick in, uh, sorry, the charity pick in with bankerish odds of 1-2. to two. So, 1-2 to two for Werder Bremen uh, or draw against Hertha Berlin. Andy looks really angry and sad by this pick. I'm not. I'm not angry, and I'm not sad. I just don't like the pick. So the the, the preseason matchups, right? That you're talking about are the games. Tough teams. Have, the games that Hertha have lost have been to Ajax, PSV Eindhoven, Hamburg. Right? They're they're good teams. The teams that Bremen have beaten are BSV Raiden. Never heard of them. Yeah. Groningen, St. Pauli, and Hanover, lo- lower division teams. They beat, I, I think, they beat Braunschweig 2-0, they beat Groningen 4-0, they beat St. Pauli 1-0, they beat Hanover 2-0. Yeah, these, aren't good, these aren't good teams. They're, they're not of the quality of um, sort of PSV Eindhoven and Ajax. I, I just think it's dodgy. You don't like it? No. I, 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 nah. I mean, the, the fact you've taken the double chance makes it fine, I guess. Yeah. I've went with one X. I can't go for one X two in this game. Unfortunately, (laughs) that that, it's not a market. I I don't like Hertha. I don't like Hertha to get it. The previous five games between these teams, four of them have been draws. Yeah, five of the last six have been draws. So yeah, the the fact you've included the draw gives me a little bit more confidence. Would I be surprised if Hertha Berlin won this game? No. Do you like Hertha Berlin though? Uh, as, a, as a footballing team, yeah, they're pretty yeah. solid. I think they'll be reasonably mid-table come the end mm-hmm. of the season. Well, the um, yeah, the draws, the draws had sealed it before for me as well. Having a look at that, and that's why I took them on the double chance. The only other, so you see that the five games that they've played in the last three years, one Bremen win and four draws. Um, so yeah, that's my charity pick. I look forward to defending it next week. <laughs> I, yeah, it's just over a hundred quid we get back for that treble. That's nice. Yeah, so that's that. Um, that's decent. Yeah, just, you, know, you know what's really weird, though? I feel more confident about your 4-1 to one shot than that 1-2-2 <laughs> shot. That's bizarre. 
absolutely bizarre. <laughs> my four to one, like picking up that just one thing has to happen, and that's Scott Brown doing something stupid. Yeah. No, no, it's not stupid. It's something calculated. Yeah, that's, that's what you true. think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'll produce the uh, newsletter for all the trampled bet club members on Patreon. That's all the picks written down. Um, shows you what league they're in, what the bet is, what time the game kicks off, and all that uh, on a handy little JPEG that you're you're able to just to pull up on your phone or look at on the Patreon website, tramplebet.com forward slash Patreon. No, lies. Patreon.com forward slash tramplebet or you've got it on the on your app. Yeah, and guys, we will be advertising it, but if you listen to this, I know we had about five or ten new members in the group. If you listen to this, go to Facebook. Even if you only use Facebook for very little things, use it for this, please, because it's so beneficial. It's not just our picks. It's people who are doing the exact same homework we're doing all around the world in different sports. So it's very beneficial if you just fancy looking for different bets. It's go to Facebook, search the Trample Bet Podcast. That's all we need to do. Got a couple of updates as well. Um, I guess spawning from that Facebook group of fantasy leagues. Uh, obviously, the English Premier League came back. Um, so we're just starting out in that. But the Fantasy Baseball League is coming to its conclusion um, with the, the last game week happening this week. Uh, Chris Kelly leads the way. I I am second, a whole 183 points back. Uh, but I, I, I'm still in with a shot, as is Jason Stott in third, Brian Clark in fourth, and Mark Angus in fifth. Uh, 371 points behind the leader. Everyone else is over 500 points away, so I think there's there's five of us in with a realistic chance of, of potentially winning that, um, and it'll be exciting to see how it goes, and we'll have our first trampled bet baseball, um, fantasy baseball champion. In the Fantasy Premier League, we have 35 players in the trampled bet league. Chris Sumner's team, Cloptoberfest, like it. Good nice, name. good name. Yeah. Uh, leads the way on, uh, after game week one on 104 points which I think anyone that plays Fantasy Premier League knows that that is incredibly impressive. Um, The bottom three places are occupied by our producer, Gary Black, on 24 points, Gordon on 22 points, and then you, John, on 15. Mate, I'm playing playing the long game. I'm playing the long game here. I've I've got... For that first week, I had Aguero, Sterling, and De Bruyne not playing. Not playing. So I, I think I'll be making up for those points very quickly. Hilarious. So there's thir- there's 35 players in the league. Um, I think I've had payment from 27 guys. Uh, so it's a fiver in, winner takes all. And obviously you can only win that money if you've already locked in payment. You can't, you can't not pay the entry fee and then pay it at a later date and expect to win. So if you've not put your fiver in, put it in now before that gate slams shut uh, and you're out. And finally, the fancy Premier League draft which is where it's all about. Uh, game week one wins for Andy Sweeney, Ollie Hornby, Jason Stott, John Walker. Yes! And myself and Edward Friel. Uh, the thing to note about the draft league is, once again, Gordon is dead last. <laughs> Keeping up from his being dead last all season last year after one game week on points difference, he's dead last this week. So, so we'll I'm keep looking, looking forward to it. Looking very much forward to the rest of the the game week. To be honest, I have a lot of, lot of hopeful transfers coming up, like big big moves in the gators. So we'll keep you up to date. That that's all in the Facebook group. Uh, there's a whole whole community in the Facebook group. Do join the Facebook group if you want to get involved in the Premier League, fancy Premier League. As I say, there's 35 players in the group just now. Look on the Facebook group for how to add yourself to that league. Five are in. Winner takes all. Okay, okay. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend.
Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.